0: all
1: right we're closed Uh, all right we're gonna get this started here welcome back everyone sean is at max energy this morning um it's as if he put cocaine in his coffee
0: it's my personal brand not cocaine in my coffee but max energy (laughs)
1: um but yeah so let's 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 talk a little bit about uh, Prince and basketball today, because I was on a text thread this morning where I was inviting people to the opening of Eighty Rivers, um, which is one of the, my bar's name, uh, Eighty River. This uh, live band, uh, live band opening. We're starting live bands in Hoboken here. There's only one other bar in town that I've seen ever do it. However, there was a very popular one way back yonder which was not ava- I do not believe was open when we first moved here almost 10 years ago. Yeah, now. I don't think
0: we quite overlapped there.
1: Yeah, but it was very popular. You know, the rumors are that, you know, Bruce Springsteen, you know, filmed part of his Glory Days uh music video there, which is pretty cool. But again, there hasn't really been a huge presence in Hoboken and for those of you you know not in the Hoboken area or have never been to Hoboken there is like a corner that has five bars i own three of them and i'm trying to bring something to that corner that is has not been there and gives a little bit of a different vibe so that i'm not cannibalizing myself and competing with myself every weekend and i'm more so having the opportunity to draw different people from different places to that area this way, all my bars can do well down down, down there when uh, things are at least in slower season. When you know when the fall rolls around, they all do well because it's just there's so much people down there. But right now, it's nice to have d- three different vibes. So anywho, but I was inviting some people to the live band opening, which is tomorrow night, 10 p.m. at 80 River, and one of the responses I received was that they'd love to come, but probably for the second set as they're going to watch the Princeton basketball game. And the Princeton basketball game starts at 9 p.m. Sean, do you know who they're playing? Creighton. Creighton, yes. You, you mentioned that to me yesterday. So they'll be playing Creighton tomorrow. And I mean, who knows what happens in the game, but – it did get me thinking, me and Sean have actually spoken about this quite briefly, not even I don't even think we really got into depth it, which kind of made make side comments while watching their games sometimes is you come out of Princeton thinking you're gonna get a good job, right? I mean Princeton is you know cream of the crop as far as the type of school you're going to. A lot of people draw from those schools, and now you add to the fact that they're in the Sweet sixteen. Let's see if, who knows, I mean, <laughs> however farther they get, the the more opportunities that will arise for them. Because something that I've noticed, even from a social media standpoint, Sean, is that different platforms m- do different things for me. And it's almost like, you know, you know, baseball, goofy stuff, you know, just making fun of myself, even, not just baseball, has done well for me on some of the other, these other platforms. And then I'm able to convert people to wanting to work with me on LinkedIn, but they come from somewhere else and then they come over to to the business portion of me and be like, hey Pat, let's work together. So, on my scale, I mean, playing for the Red Sox is, I would think the way I played for the Red Sox is on par with what they're doing right now, probably smaller than what they're doing right now because they're everywhere. Uh, And, not to mention, people, you know, I have to prove myself in business, these people do too, but going to Princeton is just like, you know, a notch in the belt. Like, okay, these people are smart already. Now yeah, do you think they it's, did this. Do you,
0: think it's, do you think it's uh bigger? Like, I think, like, in the moment, it's bigger. Like, I think about the guys from St. Peter's last year. They're immediately nobodies. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, they – those guys were – I think they're bigger than Princeton was this year, although technically speaking, it is roughly the exact same. But do you think that – like, I think – the fact that you can say I played for the Red Sox will forever hold more cachet than like people will forget that Princeton made it to the sweet 16. People will forget that St. Peter's did. You'll have to remind them. You have to remind people that the Red Sox are sick. Yeah. I think
1: mine, mine has more longevity, but you know, at least in our generation right now, like our group of people, you know, this person might come say, oh, we play, played Princeton basketball and then a follow up question or be like, oh, that's cool. And then maybe they just, you know, also reiterate it was we were actually I was on that team that ran, made that run, you know, in 2023.
0: So here, here's a good question is in 2010, Cornell made it to the Sweet 16. Did you have any idea? 2010. No, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, and I played against that team, and I was not even sure they they made it to the Sweet 16. I was like, oh, they made it to the Sweet 16. I literally played against the 2010 Cornell team.
1: And you're a pretty big college basketball fan, so I'm yes. I, that
0: that is certainly something that is. I, I interesting knew that I knew it. that there was a year where Cornell was like pretty good and like almost beat Kansas. I knew that. Uh, but Cornell I didn't... definitely doesn't have as much swag as Princeton does definitely definitely but it's a I mean that's a that's an Ivy League school Cornell ever heard of it uh, and uh, more like Cornot University uh, and uh, but and I think that that's one of them like Sweet 16 like like nobody remembers that
1: no I certainly don't I nor do I but I'm not a huge basketball fan so I don't particularly care but it did raise the the little not alarm bells, but like as far as talking about something and, and relating it to sports, it is interesting you know as far as I mean some, some of these guys, you know maybe the freshman you know that one freshman that works really hard, I know that guy I don't know I know his face, I don't know what his name is, but you know he might have actually like if you're a senior right now and leaving and going into the workforce, you know I'm sure they probably already have jobs lined up knowing Princeton grads but yeah but it's certainly I can't okay let's put it this way it certainly can't hurt and you know it's something that you theoretically should try to capitalize capitalize as much as you can I mean I don't know exactly how to do that I've never tried to do that I've done it in my world as far as baseball and trying to capitalize on what I've done, but. You know, I don't well, know. Well, isn't if they it really?
0: Don't you think it would be just like in, in reality? It is just a. It is. It is the way you break the ice, right? Like you. Like the big thing in business, uh, in like business relationships specifically. Like you've got to... You say this too. You say this a lot, where it's like, like I like golfing because I can get past the bullshit. Like I can get past like the rigmarole of oh, well, yeah, oh yeah, you're doing that for a living. Oh, okay, you're doing this. Blah. blah, blah. We can get to like. You know, bullshit, and then talking like you know, just a bunch of guys, and I think like having that, like when you say I played for the Red Sox, people are like, no shit, like and now you're talking about the Red Sox, you're not talking about business, and all of a sudden that relationship, that bond is forming for these guys. Like it's that commonality that hey, these guys probably know about this. Uh, let me let me throw it out there, and then all of a sudden we're talking about basketball, and all of a sudden I take a different liking to you as a human uh, versus like like looking at your black and white resume.
1: Yeah, people do business with people they like. I mean, that's just – I have passed up people that are probably good at business uh, for investors and, and so on and so forth out of people that I think aren't br- – maybe, br- maybe I think they might bring a little bit less to the table, but I like them more. I like to do work with them more. So it's it certainly any, – anytime you can, get, you can get past that initial barrier, uh, I mean, that's why I think alcohol does so well for a lot of people. You know, you sit there and you you having a few you know, drinks. In the beginning, it's all the formalities, you you nonsense. And the next thing you know, and you know, by the end of the meal, you know, you're drinking limoncello shots, and people are making fun of everybody. And now it's a different it's a different relationship. Now it's not the same relationship it once was. And now it's like, well, I, I like that guy. You know, I like hanging out with that guy. You know, maybe I can do something. Maybe I can work with, you know work a little bit harder to do something with that person. And it's it just, it is, it's it's super valuable. And again, if you're right, if these Princeton guys maybe sit down at, at some point, you know, in, in business meetings, which I'm sure they'll inevitably be in, and they're able to form those relationships and with people that are big basketball fans, like, yeah, theoretically, you should target big basketball fans. Now that I'm thinking about, it, theoretically, I should target big Red Sox fans. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I've never, I don't know why I've never thought
0: of that. When I first but started my, my uh, speaking, my like seminar business, I remember I was going around like right in the beginning. I was going around because I wanted to know. I was like, "Where did these people come from?" Uh, And I get to this guy, and uh, and I was like, "Hey man, like you know where you know how did you end up here at this seminar?" And he goes, "He goes honestly, man. I'm just a really big Lakers fan." (laughs) And I was like, "Okay, I'll take I'll take your money, but damn it, that was not the response I was looking for." Yeah, but
1: honestly, it's not the you know, especially not right now. You know, Tody Robbins doesn't have – if he worked for the Lakers back in the day or if he worked with certain individuals, he's getting people that are fans of his now. You need in the beginning, for both of us, because we're both in the beginning, you need people to kind of get in the door yeah, for whatever reason, whatever shot, that door right? is. Exactly. And that's why, like, you know, I think one of the best decisions I ever made – I didn't, I didn't do it because of this, but one of the best decisions I have ever made was killing off baseball Pat. And then, pretty much doubling down on baseball content. <laughs> I have noticed that. it. It's unbelievable. People cannot stop talking about it. And like you get these things. There's this. There's this clip going around right now. There, uh, not for me, but there's uh, in, Bar- in Barstool in the Barstool universe, universe. There is this podcast called Mean Girls, and some of their clips are pretty funny. So it does pop up with my algorithm on TikTok. And it's these two girls and oftentimes I, I've seen a few clips they don't come off as the, as the smartest bulbs uh, and one of these other girls who I'm actually friends with over there is girl Kelly Keegs. actually I wouldn't say we're friends I'd say we're acquaintances but she posted a video and she's more of the I wouldn't say she's a feminist she definitely is but like and not like not like a one that's just like over the top she just like wants like smart girls to you know portray intelligence rather than get in her view i guess and that's the, at least the vibe i got in her view on this this post and her view just like dumb clicks just like say stupid shit and that's what gets views and so she didn't particularly care for some of the clips that were being posted and now there's this barstool internal battle which is great. i'm sure dave is loving this uh, and there's this bar- internal battle between the two people and I guess I don't think they they don't seem to like each other anymore now they were friends prior to this post but they actually came back and said hey listen like we make a podcast we have we do have good good uh, discussions we make 14 clips out of each podcast and we send all 14 of them to the main people and then they choose what what clips they want to post on the main account it's not us saying it and you know they they they've done well etc but it's like you get people in the door any way you can and then you convert them. And you, you get, you know, it doesn't really matter. Like, well, who who are we to judge why you were there? Similar to what we talked about with Charlie D'Amelio when we, I think one of the first times we brought her up on this show, she, not that she was doing a social strategy at this point, but like you get people in the door with, with, with dancing and she still does dance as far as I know at least, but <laughs> she's, She's also like, she's hosting the Nickelodeon Awards or whatever. I don't know what they're exactly called. The Kids' Choice Awards, I think it is, right? She's hosting that. She's got her own TV show now. Like, all of these things have led to that. You uh, know what's a really good example, Sean? John, and I've, we've mentioned him before. Josh Richards, the guy. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know whoever these other guys' names. Just, I do know Bryce them, too. Hall. I, I, Bryce Hall. Bryce Hall, that was it. And, from the, from the, the, the Sway House, whatever. I remember oh, Marty Bush went over to the Sway hated House.
0: Needed those.
1: You hated it, but they're huge.
0: Yeah, and Josh is like you're just like oh this guy seems kind of cool actually.
1: Yeah, and and Bryce in the in the middle of this had a had a he got beat up in boxing, and he had a rebrand. He didn't like announce a rebrand, just kind of had some different types of videos, and I, I think he's kind of funny now. Like I, I in the beginning I was like this guy is such a douche. <laughs> I cannot watch this guy. It is it is Bryce it's right agony. Yes. Yeah. The and thing. then he, now he has a rebrand where he kind of makes fun of Josh all the time and stuff like that. And like I, he's kind of funny. And it goes to show you, it's the same type of thing. I saw another clip that I'll make mention of. It's um, who is spectacular. Who's the gentleman that does um, Sunday conversation with Lenny Balls? Oh, oh
0: gosh, what is that guy's name? Of I've course, f- it would. I we forget it right now. I don't. I. I I feel like I only know his first name, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. I've I, I'm surprised you don't know, honestly.
1: I I'm surprised I don't know. I Me, mean, I see all this Caleb stuff. Presley. Caleb, Caleb Presley. Yeah, I so you only need the first name, and then you get the second name. Yeah. But Caleb, uh, he him and Glennie, and and I say him and Glennie, I mean him. He interviewed Drake recently, and it goes back to the same thing. Is Drake was talking about how he meets girls, and almost all of them respond to him saying. I can't believe you're so nice, <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, well, you just assume I'm a douchebag because people like follow me."
0: He does give like, off it, that. He does give off that image, though. Well, I mean, he, also, I'm,
1: I don't listen to a ton of Drake songs, but I would imagine some of the the lyrics aren't the nicest. They're very provocative. <laughs> yes, exactly. He gets the people going, but <laughs> but. When you're talking about like you get him, he, he you know he gets them in the door. However, so you know he, in this case, it's we're talking about women. He has them in the door probably because his name is Drake and he has these great, great, great raps and all these types of things. But then he, you meet him and you sit down at dinner with him and he's like a nice, <laughs> nice guy. That was the <laughs> you whitest know thing you've ever seen said. I mean, he has all these raps and these types of
0: things. <laughs>
1: <laughs> these things, these great raps. It is. You get these people in the door and, and now for whatever you, know, you talk about it in your personal life, whether it's, you know, on, you know, all the way to Charlie D'Amelio and Bryce Hall on social media, all of these things, you're getting them in the door and then you convert them later into whatever it is. Whether it's a girl, you convert them later as, no, no, I'm a nice yeah, person. We talked about that with Tony Robbins
0: too, where he was like, he was like curing people of like snake phobias, like on stage when he first started, like yeah. one of those like spiritual healers. Yeah, Look like at Jerry V. You know, he's <laughs> <laughs> this guy Jerry V. guy's out of his
1: mind. No, Tell him sell your house, level your yard. If you I saw know, three extra
0: Christmas sweaters that didn't need. <laughs> this guy, this guy sold all the silverware in his house, and now he's knuckling through some booyah base. <laughs> yes. You know, when I
1: first saw that video I sent it to you, I was like, I really hope he gets to the booyah base portion. Oh, dude! Anytime uh, somebody's
0: roasting Gary V, I'm watching it. It's hilarious. Yeah, Theo Vaughn is a is great. If
1: you don't, I don't know how that at guy's some, brain
0: works, man. Jesus. Neither
1: do I. It is spectacular though. But like I said, you get these people in the door, any which way you can. And you can you can you can rebrand later. You can do different things later. Like you don't need to. What works? That's why I'm posting I'm I'm not gonna stop posting Mike Trout videos for at least the rest of this year. <laughs> and reason I don't being, care what you people think about it. It just doesn't not work. Every time I post the Mike Trout video, people are are, are viewing it and, and watching it and, and, and sharing it. And you know, it just it's just something that constantly works. And it's you know, when they talk about you know, I saw a post the other day they were talking about people you just you know posting the same video, just different different lighting. And boom, <laughs> out, get it out. And it was just because it's like it it feels like cheating and the person I think the response was, it is cheating, but who cares? Just keep doing it. And and I'm like you know you're right and then uh, you post other things though and, and get different viral clips and now I have you know a, a, an assortment of let's say ten or fifteen viral clips in my in a folder that I can I just post all I'm just gonna keep posting all the time and then I'll post other things and if something if some of those things go viral they get added to the folder and you just keep going over and over and over and <laughs> over again. And that's seemingly how everybody grows. Like, how many times have I seen Gary Vee post the same fucking thing over and over and over again? It's I mean, constant.
0: It is li- it is literally constant. It's like Niagara Falls of, of Positivity. Yes.
1: <laughs> it is. So I and mean, he says the same fucking thing over and over again, but it just he just says it wearing a different <laughs> different hat. <laughs> and, like He's I personally have forearm. It. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is always in his form, but i like the message whatever the message or whoever it is watching you like the message like if theo vaughn made the same jokes about jerry v in a different podcast i'd still probably watch it again because i thought I, it was hilarious I, I, de- I definitely would so like you say it's again circling all the way back to the princeton basketball team you know <laughs> It is whatever gets them in the door. Like, yeah, they're going to, they were going to get in the door of Princeton, but they might get in a better door now if Jamie Diamond happens to be a huge college basketball fan.
0: I, I, it doesn't seem like it. Well, I mean, we—we really don't know. We really don't know. I—I what, what, really don't, I don't suspect he's going to be snuggling up on the couch with a bowl of popcorn <laughs> with some <No>. booyah base <laughs> no, I don't even Tigers. know what booyah base is. <laughs> but, why, but great usage there.
1: Yes. But it is. You just don't know you just don't know what's gonna get people in the door. And then also you put yourself in positions that allow you to kind of get you into a into a position where you're in front of people that have a ton of money. Yeah, you know, depending on where you hang out, me and Sean talk about that, whether it's golf clubs.
0: It's always about people with a ton of money with you. You know that? It's never a regular guy.
1: <laughs> no, why would I hang out with regular people?
0: It doesn't make any nice. sense. <laughs> nice. All right, before we know. say anything, before we go any further, I need to know your annual income. <laughs> all right, you can you can go save and get the hell out of my face, all right, pal? I'm going to go find some booyah base with a rich guy.
1: <laughs> listen. Listen. You know, when we were first starting, when we were kids, our father, I'm going to who are in heaven, no, but our father <laughs> told us to go who Art and after <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to go after rich people when trying to sell things because they are much more flexible with their money. Uh and bigger sale, you know, maybe a $10,000 sale is easier than a $1,000 sale because the person who's buying the $1,000 sale, you know, the money's a little bit tighter and they really have to make sure they're going to get everything they need out of this $1 th- this $1,000 sale to make it worth it for them because it could be their last $1,000 or it might they might have four in the bank but that this one is part of feeding their family or what have you. So you, you always would go after the people with a little bit more disposable income. When I was trying to buy a restaurant group in the city, it was a steakhouse chain. I think there was maybe like eight or so across the the eastern seaboard. And he was talking about how his whole business is structured around golden dollars, which was people's corporate cards. He said, "I, I pers- people that come in here personally and spend their own personal money – are not what's keeping the lights on. It's golden dollars. People who will spend without caring how much they're spending because it's not their money. And you talk about those types of those types of clients on anything, you know, when whether, whether no matter what you're selling, if you can go after those golden dollars where, you know, the business gets a tax write off or what have you, or it's just not the, you know, it's not they they don't own the company. It's someone else's company and they're just spending the other people, person's money. I mean, look at our dear friend Brian O'Connor. You know, he was, he was, you know, he is a, you know, a little bit tighter with his money. He's, uh, he's not a guy that goes out and spends lavishly, but when it came to, when he's one of the, one of the better, you know, liquor salesmen I know, because he's willing to go out there and spend that corporate card. And that's what bar owners want. You know, we want you to come in and drop $500 on, on your product and, and push it on our customers. You know, I have them give them a free one. Out of your out of your pay because that's what's going to get people you know, possibly trying it and liking it. Because I mean, how many times, Sean, have you ever gone to a bar? Not that I mean, I could just end the question there. Really. How many times <laughs> have you ever gone to a <laughs> How many times have you ever gone to a bar and tried something new that you paid for full price?
0: I mean, it, it would be would have to be a scenario where I go up there and I'm like, yeah, do you have like a rum and coke? And they're like, no, we don't have that. You have to have, you have to have wine. <laughs> yeah. That would be the way. Exactly. It's,
1: it's I mean, how many times you go to a liquor again, a liquor store where you're picking up something new?
0: Yeah, you know, you're going in there, you know what you're getting.
1: You know what you're getting. So when you're pushing those I mean, especially in the liquor world, I'm sure it goes with other 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 I'm sure it goes to other industries. But when you're doing these things, you need to somehow get people to to try it. Otherwise it doesn't move and if it doesn't move, we don't buy more. And that's just as simple as that. But again, that's just another way of getting people to do it. Do the one thing. Just get you in the damn door. I'll give it to you for free. <laughs> I'll lose all of the money on this sale solely so you try it, possibly like it, and maybe order it again. <laughs> but yeah, so I only hand out rich people. That, that's uh, that's a, a really steadfast rule. That's also just so people know at home that's not true but when it comes to business i do tend to gravitate more towards people people with golden dollars or with people that um are billionaires which is might as well be golden dollars for themselves because there's you know a lot of money to me, to them is very different than a lot of money to me and so forth but it, it is what it is at this point with, with <laughs> what i've been talking about but Princeton basketball has...
0: (laughs) What a loose topic we have today. (laughs) So, of course, Princeton basketball. Networking, rich people, booyah (laughs) base.
1: I mean, if you want to follow a formula, there is not a better formula to follow than, than that formula. Go to the Sweet 16. Guys, go sign up for college basketball. Go play in the Sweet 16 with Princeton or Harvard, and then... You, might, you have any job you want in the world. That seems to be the formula, the formula that works.
0: Okay. Bouillabaisse is a traditional provincial fish soup originating in the port city of Maricel. The French and English-born bouillabaisse comes from provencal occitan word bouillabasa, a compound that consists of two verbs, bolhil and abiasar.
1: That is I what bouillabaisse almost... is. That's not a lie. I understood in that. It's fish soup.
0: And it sounds hideous.
1: Yeah, it doesn't sound very good. But but I've heard of bouillabaisse before, so it it has to be popular.
0: (laughs) Yes, in the uh, port city of Maricel. (laughs) Where's that? That is in... hmm, Is it France? No. Yes. Southern France. The southern coast of France. Looks like a lovely area. Wow. They love their bouillabaisse base down there.
1: Yeah, I want to go out to France. It's nice. I've, I've heard great things. <laughs> what I don't do you think the it.
0: Princeton basketball team would do out there? <laughs> I don't think they'd do well out there.
1: No one cares about the Sweet 16 out there. I wonder, is March mm. Madness big at all in other other countries?
0: Mm, you just assume they are, it is. But I'm going to say no.
1: Also, do we see numbers at all from MLB from the finals in the uh, World Baseball Classic? Was it the the biggest baseball game of all time? I so don't know. Let's see if I can find it. World. Biggest. Okay. Yeah. Most watched baseball.
0: It. Most watched baseball game of all time. Tonight's could be could be. Everyone's oh, saying it could final.
1: be final. Yeah, I know. Because I don't think you looked up the right thing. WBC final
0: ratings yeah, I definitely looked up the right thing because maybe they just haven't oh, they might not have updated updated what it is yeah well that's what I'm saying USA highest, w- viewership, averages ever. highest viewership ever for WBC you couldn't care less about that game yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: It says it peaked at six point five million viewers on FS1. Self averaged four point four eight million viewers. I, I don't know what the hell I'm looking at, but I thought I saw like with some of the other games I had like fifty five million people. Well, oh, that was the US. Oh, wow, we don't care about baseball.
0: We it's so interesting because we actually do care about baseball, but I don't not I don't think we care about the World Baseball Classic. I've I always thought that about the minor leagues when I was traveling around to God knows where Iowa, and you just get a couple thousand people to these games. I'm like, where the hell are these people coming from? Yeah, baseball
1: is a very. To really, really, really enjoy baseball, you kind of have to have like a mind like mine, where I really enjoy the intricacies of the game. It's not going it's to the, be. I think it's the like the. The vibe, though. I don't think people, I don't think, I think f-
0: very few people are there for the yes. baseball. I think a lot of people are there for yes. the environment. That's what I'm saying, though. Event. You're not
1: enjoying baseball. I'm saying <clears throat> what I'm suggesting is the people that really, really enjoy baseball are the people that enjoy the intricacies of the game. Mm, so they're less likely to
0: watch the WBC or just a baseball game on telly.
1: Yeah, like, so like, like golf, the people that really, really, really enjoy golf probably know where Tiger why Tiger land the ball on the green there, or oh, that was not where he should have landed that ball. It's gonna be a very difficult putt. I like they said that I saw Tiger talking about it one time. Said so one of the best pieces of advice that Tiger ever got for golf was is or someone had asked him and he was like, stop going, stop pin, pin seeking. I I he's like I maybe go after the pin twice around. He's like other than that i'm picking a spot on the green that is the most advantageous to my to what i want to do putting wise yeah and you could and the, probably the room for error is much greater so you put yourself in a position like like when we're talking about uh you know having being a golf uh, a member of some golf course like i'm starting to get an understanding a little bit more than the people that come and play with me for the first time of, of bayonne like I know, I don't want to be certain. Pla- I don't want to be certain places. I'm not. I'm not good at that. And the, you know, I need to be short of the green here. I'd rather be short of the green than long. Long is horrendous. But someone who just came and played for the first time, I'm, like, I'm gonna go after this. I'm like, well, you have zero room for error. If you end up long, I'm gonna win the hole. So it's just stuff like that. So, but like in baseball, like, like I I can I can sit there and, and enjoy watching a guy, you know, a pitcher, you know, especially you know, when I some of the guys I used to play with. You know, I used to be able to enjoy, or I still can watch. You know, a pitcher when he goes up and in, even unintentionally, knowing that that served a purpose and that he probably should go low and away now. Or if the guy went up, and the guy swung at it, knowing that the hitter's probably like son of a bitch, especially you look at his mannerisms and being like, why did I swing at that? And now he's going to tell himself, look for the ball down. So now if you throw that curveball or the splitter, you know, at mid thigh or lower. He just saw the ball down, so he's swinging now. And now you have now the guy swung over the pitch. And People are like, why did he swing at that piece of shit pitch? It's because he just swung at the piece of shit pitch before that, and now he, it's human nature to tell him to look for the, something that's different because he's trying to correct himself. So it's like those things that like, the average baseball fan is not getting into, which is why like, people like me didn't mind the length of the game. But the average fan, you're right, is there for the background. You know, and you know, I remember playing in Minnesota. All right, those people weren't there watching me. I, I knew, I, I could screw up as many times as you want, probably four people in the stands knew I did it, you know, <laughs> it was you just, just hear that, you just hear
0: that, hum, like there's a, there's like a moment in the game where it's like, there's like bases loaded and, you know, one person out and you got to get out of the jam, you just hear people up there just like laughing, having a great time, and you're like, I'm, yes. I'm trying to work down here, damn it, <laughs> yeah,
1: this is, things are going horribly down here, I don't know if you know that my career is on the line, and you guys are having a jolly old time, there were some beers. So, yeah, I think that's – I think a lot of people – most people, I think, watch baseball that way. Depending on the city you're there, we, you know I think Boston fans are, are a little bit more into the game. I think, you know, the Bronx is uh, – depending – not every – I think the people from the Bronx are much more into the the actual baseball game. I think like, uh, it's got a little corporate there, so you have a little bit less of that with a lot of people that attend the game. But – you know, Princeton
0: basketball. <laughs> you just gotta get people in the door. <laughs> who's gonna, who, who's got... gonna win? Who's gonna win the tournament here? What do you think? Do you
1: think? Yeah, your, 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 turn, your,
0: your guy's still in it, right? Yeah,
1: I picked. Um, uh, I picked uh, Alabama.
0: Oh yeah, roll tide. They play tide. Uh, tomorrow. Six thirty p.m. Nick Saban. <laughs> I'm Sure, he's got some influence there. All right, so. Princeton, by the way, is a a nine-and-a-half-point underdog. Which really shouldn't make much of a difference because they've been an
1: underdog every time, I'm sure. Well, I got this game completely wrong, but I got the top game right. Alabama, San Diego State, and then I had Arizona and Baylor. Baylor lost to Creighton? Jeez. Creighton's a good team. They were saying that
0: they're a legitimate uh, national championship contender. A little weird that they're at six, but I also heard that like three-quarters of the way through the season. Interesting.
1: Well, I have Alabama coming out of this division. I I mean I'm gonna stick with my pick, obviously, as as, as I'm sure you are, as since you have Texas. I want you I want Yukon. Well Yukon's in my final, so that certainly would help. When is the national championship
0: game? Isn't it always on a Monday? That's what I thought. Let's see. When is the national championship game? Not college football. Wow, that's amazing how it's all it's all. Oh, that's unbelievable. It's all football that pops up. Even, in the, even right now. April 3rd. Okay, that's what I figured next week. The yeah, I want UConn. I want UConn. I picked Texas, but I want UConn.
1: I picked Alabama, and I won Alabama. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, there was the NCAA bracket. Roll April 3rd. Is
1: your final four completely?
0: No, you're, you had Arizona, right? I'm half-seats. I'm half-seats. I have I uh, the whole, right I got the right side still there, Texas and uh, UConn.
1: Oh, nice. I got I got Texas, UConn, Alabama, and then I lost Duke. Yeah, to the Duke, point of that. Duke. Jay yeah, a solid season for Duke. Duke. Jay, huh? But Bill has had some good things to say about them.
0: Yeah, first year without Coach K. I think, and they got hot. They won the ACC tournament. Solid.
1: Solid, but listen. Not quite what we needed out of him for my bracket,
0: <laughs> but Princeton <laughs> basketball.
1: Princeton, all right. Who's winning? Is Princeton going to go into the
0: elite eight, Sean, or the amazing eight, as you would say? No, no, they're not. They're not. They're, Crane's going to beat them up. Although Crane's
1: going to uh, beat them up. Really I mean, knows. they beat Arizona. Uh, would you think Arizona's going to beat Creighton up?
0: Of course they did. Uh, yeah. So but, where's uh, the rationale, Sean? No, I don't have rationale at this point. It's just me saying it because I think they're going to. I think they're eventually going to lose. Um, <laughs> I think also not not literally 0% of the population is going to care about what I'm about to say next but I think uh, the uh, the one of the assistant coaches for Princeton look for him to take the NJIT job. Uh, inside, <laughs> you inside, inside are 100% correct. <laughs> You
1: you're telling me Princeton coach is going to go down a level?
0: No, the assistant coach. He's going to become the, assistant the head coach. At where? At NJIT.
1: The assistant Princeton coach is going to become the, the head coach at NJIT. Yeah, you think that's going down a level? That's promoting himself to head coach. NJIT can suck it. They're, that is a horrendous school. Um. Okay, but well, no, that's not good. Now.
0: I think well, no one cares about that.
1: Yeah, I know that, but
0: why do you think that that's? Do you think that's a bad move?
1: Oh no, it's not a bad move. It's probably better for him.
0: Okay, thank you. I mean, you shut the hell up.
1: Yeah, I mean. Whatever. He'd probably do it better. He probably if they go go further, he would probably do better than that crap.
0: <laughs> Anybody, if you're still listening to this podcast right, <laughs> right now, I want you to tweet at us. Tweet at us saying, I'm still listening, and then we will apologize to you for still listening to this mumbo jumbo. Yeah, you know, <laughs> next week, guys, we're gonna have a rundown, so so we're gonna be there's gonna be a lot of electricity flowing through these microphones next week. A lot of electricity.
1: So let's talk about...
0: Well, we got to fill up 23 more minutes, so buckle up, everybody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is the last one on Tour Spaces, so <laughs> we got to... Well, let's, look at
0: those people that are in there. We had, I, so Once I started talking about NJIT, the last person that was in there bailed out. <laughs> probably no one knows what the hell that is. I remember oh. in college, when I was in college, NJIT, they had just turned Division One, and uh, they were, couldn't win a game. They were like 0-23 on the season. Uh, and they finally won a game. They beat Wagner. Uh, and like a two, few games later, our co- we, we lost to Wagner. And our coach comes in the locker room. And he was furious. He's like, this team lost to fucking New Jersey Tech! whatever the fuck that is, that is, and started going off. And I was like, damn, I don't know if that's worse for us or New Jersey Tech, because we're... This guy is just lambasting this team right now. Yeah, I mean, I've never things about New Jersey
1: Tech, uh, but it's going to be hard. You talk about your coach at the time at Quinnipiac, and a guy that was the assistant coach at UConn is now, again, the assistant coach at UConn. <laughs> and you know coaching under Jim Calhoun with some of the best players in the world coming through that that <laughs> university to go down to Quinnipiac and lose to a t- which, which it which you need to do to get you start get the hedge coaching experience but to then lose to a team who lost to New Jersey Tech which you probably didn't even know existed when you were at UConn <laughs> <laughs> yeah 100% yeah, what, an, what an ego blow that would be um, oh, he but, definitely had to swallow some pride at that,
0: uh, you know, that, that first, his first year there, or my, actually no, it was his Second, my first, my first year there, we were like 14 and 15 on the year and we played, I remember we played Central Connecticut State and they were so much better than us that we just pretty much held the ball the entire game. He's probably like, I hate myself. I hate, we would have <laughs> beat this thing by 75. At Connecticut, this guy sucks my ass over here and I can't, and my, my team can't even we're hold, we're holding the ball until there's seven seconds on the shot clock and we're just hoisting something up from 45 feet that is when you're game planning it's like, how
1: can we not go this guy sucks he's terrible
0: I remember oh, we were watching when we played in the NIT we were watching film for Virginia Tech and these guys were like ripping through the lane and like tomahawk dunking and like drop set dunking. All the guys were all looking at each other like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and our no, no. and our like Coach Burrell would like get up in front. Of him. He's like, "All right, guys, with the bigs, all right. It's gonna be a tough matchup this week. <laughs> it's, gonna be, it's gonna be a tough <laughs> matchup this week. You know, really gonna have to pin down, pin down, and try to swipe at the ball if he happens to dribble it." <laughs> well, I know. Think about that. They didn't even make the tournament. I also remember. Coach Burrell, Scott Burrell, famous, rose to fame uh, in the Last Dance documentary uh, because he played with MJ during that one season with the Bulls. Uh, he's just the guy that MJ just kept making fun of for, for the entire season. And I remember we were at St. Francis Brooklyn. By the way, they're folding their entire athletic department, just not even demoting themselves, just, just, just closing the door. No More Athletics at St. Francis, Brooklyn. If you've you've ever been there, you're not surprised by that information. Uh, But they're shutting the door to that. And we were there in their little basement gym, which somehow Division I. And their intro music for their starting lineups was that Chicago Bulls. uh, You know, everybody knows. And it's a... And I just turn as they're playing this music. And I look over at Scott Burrell, who's wearing his Bulls championship ring. And he just goes, you've got to be kidding me <laughs> I was like I was like what what are the thoughts going through this guy's mind as he's sitting there listening to this in this in the, literally the crappiest gym in all of college basketball remembering his days with Michael Jordan in the United Center Yeah I mean that that is you know
1: it's it's things like that I mean he's at the top of the top pretty much and then to be in St Francis Brooklyn who has now folded their entire athletic program. <laughs> you know, you got to sit there and wonder like if it was me, I'd be sitting there and be like what went wrong? Why why <laughs> am I here? This is I mean, what a fall from grace. But and now he's a head coach somewhere, isn't he? Uh
0: yes, at at Southern Connecticut State.
1: Well, he's continuing on random things we're talking about. Did you know <laughs> Did you know? I'm looking at the, I'm looking out here at the Manhattan skyline. And did you know that there are the buildings that are tall? They obviously we both knew they sway sway in the wind. And the one Vanderbilt building, which I just went to recently, had uh, had I guess yesterday or two days ago had swayed so much that people evacuated, thinking it was going to come down. Do you know which building? And the one Vanderbilt building.
0: Oh, really? the one Vanderbilt building, okay.
1: That's what it said, yeah. Now, they apparently, so I, because of this, I read the article because someone who I went to the one Vanderbilt building with recently sent me the article, and in the article they mentioned certain buildings and what they have to counteract the, this type of swaying and things like that. And <laughs> a few of the buildings have have uh, parts of the floors... Like certain floors are just cutouts. So the wind can go right through the building. Now the one Vanderbilt.
0: Oh, I see what you mean.
1: Yeah, the one Vanderbilt though, <laughs> there was some type of work going on in the elevators which, you know, made their whatever they had that helped counteract the wind, it was down for the for the last hour or so, and that's why it was swaying so much. But
0: uh <coughs> yeah so you know. <laughs> well that, that one building uh, 432 park it's there it was the original pencil tower really skinny one white yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of looks like these buildings that are outside my window here um, that building is, has got has a terrible reputation for like 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 loud squeaking like squealing as the building sways in the wind on the high floors uh, and I know yeah I know that the buildings sway and stuff but uh, I you know I Man, do they really think it was going to come down? Is that what they said? That's what they, that's what they said. They only said like some workers <coughs> evacuated. They didn't
1: say like the whole building evacuated. So just people scared, I guess. But yeah, that is weird. Uh, it, is, it is weird. The I did also see in that same thing. I think it's that same building <laughs> you just spoke of. Sean has a lawsuit. A lot of the people, residents that moved in are suing for like the the, the company that built it like a hundred by a, yeah. like a hundred and fifty million. And you know what I was thinking, Sean? I was thinking is that those are the type of residents you might not want to sue you. Because they <laughs> might have some have a, a wherewithal. Yeah, they might have like a wherewithal as far as going after people. Uh you know, it's not like a class action where you have, you know, a million people in one, you know, group of attorneys trying to take a piece of the whatever it is they get a cut of. But yeah, you, I mean let's say you got like, you know, forty residents. All you know, and to live in those buildings, I mean, all multi-multi millionaires. You know, they might, and there might be some money behind that, as far as going after that 150 million. Yeah, these guys
0: just don't want. They probably just. They want to try, uh, they're probably just trying to get out of their lease or their or their contract, or whatever, because they probably don't want to live there anymore. And yeah, and, you know, I mean, I would think about that too. Like those those two other buildings that just went up, uh Central Park Tower. I don't know the name of the other one, but. Bro, they're so skinny and they're so high. Like, I think Central Park Tower is the second tallest building in Manhattan. Like, that's crazy. Like, they're, they, imagine being 100 floors up and you're, and you're swaying back and forth and like you can feel it. No, thank you.
1: Yeah, no, I don't, I, I don't think understand that how that, that engineering
0: works. Uh, that's got, I mean, obviously it does and, and it's over my head, but like, that's wild to me. That's wild How to me deep too. into the ground does it have to go?
1: I have I don't have an understanding of that, Sean. <laughs> yeah, but neither do I.
0: <laughs> Why would you look at that? Would what you do look? you think? What do you think? Brett McConnell, Princeton assistant basketball coach, would have to say about that <laughs> as he takes the new <laughs> job at New Jersey Tech? Tech. I, you listen. I think that he
1: would have an understanding of, of a little bit better understanding of probably. He's a wise man. Schematics. He is. Will He's the Princeton
0: basketball coach? If you're in Princeton, if you're Princeton basketball coach, you're an alum. He's an alum of Princeton head coach. This is your chance. This is your chance to go somewhere else. He
1: should be posting on social.
0: <laughs> he should be grabbing his forearm and DMing influencers. <laughs> How, do you think do you think that he he leaves? This is his moment. You,
1: I say no. I say Princeton alum He's I probably say it's a only job. I'm going to
0: guess he's making under 200k.
1: I mean, money talks. But you could also be out of gig in two years, three years if you go to a bigger school that you know you start sucking at. So I say I say it's a cush job if he's got a family, a wife and kids. You know, those kids I think are allowed to go to Princeton, which might be pretty nice.
0: Do they get auto admission? Because I will I admi- will apply to be the head basketball coach there.
1: I I mean I gotta imagine an alum that is the head basketball hmm. coach.
0: Could I gotta imagine it's just can't be pretty a, auto. You can't have horrible grades.
1: Yeah, probably can't have horrible. I mean, I don't think yeah, anyone can have like really horrible unless you just unless you build Princeton a new campus. But
0: <laughs> could they have had my yeah. grades and gotten in? No, that's too that's too far.
1: I think I think you have, you're pretty. You gotta be donating. Okay. That's, that's really bad, <laughs> but but. Yeah, so, uh, so I, I say he doesn't take a n- new job. I think he, I think it's a cush life. He's probably living down in that Princeton area, which is very nice. He, if he's making one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, that's a comfortable lifestyle. Uh, it's sh- it, it really just factors in on how big his coaching ambitions are, mm. which i that I obviously have no insight on. You don't, but I don't have any insight on that, Sean.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: I have not prepared for the podcast uh in outside of just
0: the two words princeton <laughs> basketball, the namesake <laughs> of our twitter space that is blown is, is completely viral at this point
1: yeah I know I haven't even looked at we it We had one twitter, twitter space that had
0: like five hundred people in it eight hundred yeah, what
1: happened eight hundred people it was me uh killing off baseball pat that we also had one? i was looking i was also looking at our podcast statistics <laughs> and we have a podcast. Uh, do you remember the podcast titled "Elon Musk Can Tweet Anything"?
0: Ah, uh, vaguely.
1: Like I remember, I remember the title. I like, and but I don't remember. And I remember Elon Musk tweeting something that that went bananas. But I don't remember exactly what in t- was in the podcast. It's, it's our second highest listened to podcast of all time. Really? No, like third high, highest because of that Twitter space that went bananas. <laughs> well, how about that? Yeah, how about that, Sean? So, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna go ahead and wrap this sucker up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, guys, quick wrap up. Um, we are rooting for. I know Sean and I are both. I don't even have to ask him. I know Sean and I are both definitely rooting for for Princeton to win this this game tomorrow tonight. Oh yeah, tomorrow night. And um, other than that. This will be the last podcast that Miranda edits for us and produces. So, again, happy trails to Miranda. And best wishes. <laughs> you not, do you not give her happy I'm just, trails? I'm just laughing
0: about how the, the last podcast that she will cut for us was horrendous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe it's going to be terrific. Who knows? Who knows? You, who knows? Listen, Theo Vaughn talked about Jerry V.
0: Jerry V
1: jerry v but happy trails miranda best wishes as she continues her her career at espn and uh to everyone else I, i'm really sorry that you if you listen <laughs> to this whole thing uh, but next week we'll have a rundown however however i think this was probably our best conversational <laughs> podcast in a long time
0: yeah, it was solid yeah yeah
1: so all right guys well enjoy your weekend go princeton go tigers and uh, we'll we'll see you. Bye.
0: Sorry, we're closed.